Everybody and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 349. And this is a Star Wars episode where me and my man, Dr. Matt, are going to be going through a couple Star Wars books. A little Darth Vader, a little IG-88 for us. But before we go into that, let me remind you to go over to Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We'll follow you back 100%. And then if you like what you hear and want to help support us for everything you hear on this feed and get a lot of podcasts in return, go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, where you'll get a ton of stuff, Marvel, DC, manga, indie, movies, cartoons, all that stuff all rolled up into one. And as I'm saying this, we are, you know, at Halloween. It's the 31st. That means that if you just wait until the witching hour, if you wait until 12.01 a.m. and you go and join up on the Patreon, you will be able to get the whole month of November for free. And if you don't like what you hear, you just end up quitting before December hits and you have it free. You'll never be charged. So it's a free trial all of November. Check it out. But with all of that, we're going to go off to... A little bit of Star Wars. All right, and here we are. I'm here with my man, Matt. What up, Matt? What up? What up? And we're going to almost end. This was supposed to be the last week of the whole event. It's not because we had delays. Nope. You have the Bounty Hunters, uh, I think number 17, that got delayed. uh, And the Star Wars 18 got delayed big, like almost a month. So we're going to end next week, I guess, with that. (laughs) Because remember, we thought that IG-88 was going to be a weird ending. To this whole deal, which we do get this week, and it would have been a weird ending, Mm -hmm. kind of like a contemplative IG-88, thinking back at all the things that went down in the War of the Bounty Hunters. Uh, But we also have Darth Vader here, so we'll start with Darth Vader. Darth Vader, War of the Bounty Hunters, number 17 here, Just Rewards, written by Greg Pak, art by Raphael Ayanko, colors by Alex Sinclair, letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. Darth Vader pursues his son, Luke Skywalker, across the stars to strike fear into his heart. Meanwhile, on planet Chikara, Vader's servant Ochia Bastoon is battling Sly Moore after learning of her betrayal of Vader. And they, they kind of fight. I mean, they, they get these vibro blades against each other and call each mm-hmm. other fools, right? But mm-hmm. really, all this is, and, and these books have been, these last issues are, okay, let's give you a little peek at what we're going to be doing. It all deals with the Crimson Dawn coming up, and then we'll go from there. It it really is. And this Darth Vader book, you even said before we started, you can't just have Darth Vader fling. I mean, how long can you chase, you know, the X-Wing with Darth Vader and his TIE fighter and shooting? It just keeps doing the same thing. I sense your fear. You have the force. (laughs) You don't have the force. Hey, uh, you know, and Luke, hey, Leia, I'll be there to help you. But now I can't because of Darth it has been pretty much a big car chase, the whole entire event for Darth and Luke, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, I guess. But I guess what you have to do, because here's the deal. Darth Vader's pretty kick butt, right? So yep. is Luke. So you kind of have to have them out of the mix a bit to have some things happen. Now, Darth has been more involved than Luke. At least Darth showed up, said, hey, Han Solo's mine. 
getting the shuttle now. I'm going back to chase Luke. But yeah, you have to end this some way, somehow. And it makes sense. The Emperor says, you know, get him the heck out of this. Now, nobody can say, even the Emperor, it seems, hey, Darth, stop your nonsense. Don't worry about your son. <laughs> Start going off. Do what you're supposed to do. So everybody has these little, like, well, uh, Darth, maybe we need you to help us with the huts. Hey, the Emperor's like, ooh, word from the Emperor says that he wants you to personally take care of this attack by everybody in the huts and all that. In the meantime, we we know what happens here. Boba Fett grabs hands on Solo and yep. takes him to Jabba. So with that, I was worried. I mean, to not have the last book of this event be the War of the Bounty Hunters number five, where you That's pretty true. much end it. It, it kind of makes these already, you know, kind of lackluster. All right, well, we know that it ends like we thought it would end. Let's see what's going on. And so through this, you do have some things that you like. We get to actually see Boku just get, you know, killed. Boku, I needed to see the kill shot. Yeah. Now, with that, I think that Boku's line is pretty much the most important line of this entire event right before he gets killed. Where, again, if you're going to have something we said, this is Hydra in space. This is yep. Hail Hydra exactly. in the Star Wars galaxy. So you need something. It, it not just you know awake the dawn. That, that you know that's okay. Whatever they said before, but the you know stand together one versus that that like it's a nice little speech before. And Boku does he come off kind of like better in this last moment? Like he actually redeems himself to be kind of a bad butt. Because he says, I knew I was going to die anyway. You know, you told me when you first met me, you were going to kill me, basically. So he says, I and that he's doing it with Crimson Dawn. We know that and Darth Vader's like, I, I thought you were a fool, but not that much of a fool. But it actually, in my mind, makes him like stand up to Darth a bit and says, you were going to kill me anyway. I chose earlier because you end up have Darth say, you know, that was the moment you chose your destiny when all of this went on and he goes no no i chose much earlier mm-hmm. and when i joined the crimson dawn it's just straight up hey darth i'm part of the crimson dawn so screw you and then ends up having you know some visuals i, I like that he you know has all these things going down and then darth is surprised because and it's weird again is this the play that darth has been off his game because he's just chasing luke around because yeah, he's he preoccupied does. yeah so he's like oh you chose foolishly and then Boku says, why? Uh, I'll die. You just said you were always going to kill me anyway. In a galaxy of emperors and wizards, there's no way for lowly souls like us to win this game unless we stand together. And then he says, you stood together and you die anyway. and just runs them through. And so <laughs> he is dead. And as he dies, he's like, oh, you're going to die too. And he has this, you know, almost like a, a weird looking C-3PO. Yeah, C-3PO with a weird head. And this guy's like, okay. My pleasure and blows up and blows up the ship. So then, oh my God. And again, though, you're only waiting to end these things. And it's just how it's always going to be. You're not, oh my God, Darth's dead. It's, oh my God, how are they going to finagle this? Yeah, that Darth it's never lives. that he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. You just wonder how he lived. He seems, you said, he, he does a little Magneto <laughs> and ends up using the Force, I guess. That's the only thing I can think of, yeah. Ball of, of metal around him as everything's going down. It survived down. re-entry into the, into the atmosphere. Oh, and then bouncing around. 
<laughs> it reminded me of the thing if you watch The Simpsons at one point when Homer gets pulled over for drunk driving and then you end up having Chief Wiggum and he's in like the mascot for the Duff Brewery. He's like a can mm-hmm. of beer. And then Barney backs up and then it sends him down. He's bouncing around town and that thing. That's what it reminded me of. Just bounces, goes to a crater, which probably would have happened the first time it hit, right? Uh, But he ends up cutting out. So, okay, there's Darth. What's going to be going on? Now, in the meantime, Ochi and Slymore, again, it's said at the beginning, they're fighting. But you get down to the idea of who betrayed Vader, who didn't. And it all ends up as the Emperor's plan anyway. Where Slymore, yeah, you know, I'm kind of trying to protect Luke Skywalker. We're kind of finagling things with it. But this is the Emperor's, you know, plan. This is the Emperor's orders. So Ochi, you know, learns that info. But also, you know, you got to save Vader and stuff like that. But Vader just kind of gets out of this cocoon, gets word that he's got to go and get, you know, the huts. And and then, you know, he had already done that. But also he has to, you know... Go and meet with everybody, Slymore, all this. I don't know how he how gets he get, there. Yeah, where's his ship? I mean, they're back out in space. Yeah, because Sly now is in cuffs, and the Emperor is going to have to deal with this. You end up having, you know, the Grand Vizier, all these Throwing things. Throwing shade going at her on. just left and right. Yeah, and again, she's there, and she does what the Emperor says, and you know, we'll see what the Emperor does with her or whatnot. But he doesn't seem to be covering his tracks that much in this. But Darth Vader seems to think that the Emperor's definitely afraid of Luke. That sets up that. And then I'm still I don't know how he gets there with them <laughs> then, but he's there and yeah, he's he's gonna choke out Sly, throws her and the Emperor says. And I like the Emperor's like I don't need you to kiss my butt right now. I like he's mm-hmm. like I only serve you. Shut up! I mean, I'm telling you, this Crimson Dawn's a real pain in the ass. We, we better start doing some things and sets up the book to have. There's Darth Vader going off to purge the you know the universe of the Crimson Dawn, and I'm afraid this book's going to end up being you know Crimson Dawn agent of the month that we go track down. We'll see. He gets an that could army. Be interesting though. I mean, if it's something, if the character they're hunting is. Something to it. It could be, but if you have just that for twelve issues in a row of get that person, get that person, yeah, that I, I get need a little more. But what else are you going to do with Darth at this point? Luke's probably going to go off and train. You know, we're getting to the point where I said there's going to be some sort of time limit. You have Han in in Jabba's palace now, so they're going to have to start showing things to lead to that too eventually. But you end up where Ochi. And Darth Vader and Ochi, Darth Vader seems like down with Ochi now. Like Ochi can speak freely. Whatever he wants to say. Yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah, in this it seemed real like buddy-buddy. He used to get slapped for stuff like that. Yeah, what's the plan, my lord? And usually like, the plan is mine to know. Like, shut up, Ochi. (laughs) And hey, you know, and he's like, before you entered the Emperor's service, you were an assassin, right? He's like, sure am. Still credit at Master Assassin here. Go and tell them, you know, the league, go and find out and tell them that they are now serving me so ochi goes up to tell the pretty much the assassins guild yeah yeah darth vader runs this place now and i'm thinking this isn't going to go well and the, the good play of this is he goes down on saki to meet these you know these Sa- big guys these master yeah. assassins and he ends up like kind of disturbed at first that there's three but right away i'm like ochi you better watch yourself like they're gonna kill him and he <laughs> almost seems to play here by Greg Pak is to make it seem, I think, that Ochi's walking into a trap because they're like, oh, yeah. I mean, it, it couldn't be more obvious of 
man, three master assassins. You know, usually one makes me uncomfortable, but it's nice to have other master assassins here because you have to remind people how much Ochi, because he, he plays off as the sniveling guy, you know, and, and almost comedy relief to Darth Vader. We got to remember, this is a guy the Emperor hired as the Sith assassin. He is good at what he does. He doesn't come across as menacing or anything like that. These other guys, at least, you have to remind people, yeah. But it's so funny, like, I'm like, Ochi, are you dumb? Because these three men, oh, we have something to show you. It's it's in this, you know, house here. It's in this building. I'm come like, on in, buddy. What are you buddy? doing, Ochi? And he's even like, ooh, this should be good. I hope this isn't a trap. And he walks in, and it is crazy. I thought it was a dupe, but it's Kira. They have captured Kira already. And you end up where they come in now again, how these things play off and all that stuff. I'm sure that the roundabout deal was Kira let herself be captured so that Ochi could do what he's doing now because he comes in. He's like, oh, my God, you know, this is crazy. How'd you do it? Well, we are the best of the best, right? I'm going to give people advice now. If you're involved in bad things, right? hopefully, here's the first bit of advice. Don't get involved in bad things. But if you are, okay, this it. has happened, I think, three times in comics, especially in the last like two weeks of things that I've been reading. If somebody asked you, when you have something very important like Akira, if they ask you, does anybody else know? Yes. Why? Say, oh, my goodness, we told Everybody, I mean, everybody in the guild knows we were telling. I told my cousin's uncle's cousin, like, there are so many, or say, well, a couple important people know, but also, you know, we're not done. We've set up something that if we die, it knows and every all the information gets released. That's classic. Yeah, yeah. that's the classic deal. When you say no, you are dead. That is the setup to the person asking, killing you. So even then, <laughs> if they ask you, you know, somebody comes to you and you're involved in, I said, it's usually going to be bad things, right? Me and you end up, you steal some money from a bank. Or, hey, anybody else know about this money? That No, boom. If I ask you, you kill me. You know, mm-hmm. anybody who asks that, treat as a an enemy immediately because there's yeah. no real reason for them to know that information. You know, or just respond with, well, it's none of your business. At least you know. Then that's as far as we'll go. You know, when you say, "Oh no, no," and they always go with it. You kidding? It was just us, only us. I mean, nobody else knows it. this. You're dead. There's no reason to ask that, except that if I kill you now, I have everything, and that's what he does. And you see now with that. I thought that the play with Greg Pak was that, ooh, Ochi's going to get the bounty. He's going back to Darth Vader for some reason. And maybe it was because anybody else know about this. I I knew right away that he's in with the Crimson Dawn. I mean, right away. And mm-hmm. there's the weird thing about it. I think that the thing with Boku, you know, stupid Boku, where Vader never thought, oh, Crimson Dawn. And even the the robot who now can sense all the emotions. I think Darth Vader is surprised. Oh, my. <laughs> Uh, that was just to show that Darth Vader is not really sensing anything about this Crimson Dawn is a shock to him. So he'd never think Uchi would be part of it. And then, you know, there you go. You, you get Kira who then starts rubbing on Ochi like it's like the poster for the first New Hope deal with Princess Leia rubbing Luke's leg. And so you end up yeah. with that and like a million stronger than one. I'm like, oh, so now that's that's what I was saying earlier. 
Now mm-hmm. there's the, the catchphrase. Here is the Hydra catchphrase. Instead of, you know, cut one head off, you get two back. It's a million stronger, a million stronger than, one. than one. There you go. People will be whispering this like a hell Hydra, which is fine. It's just, do you think she? What's do you that? think she'd be? Do you think she'd be putting her hands on her shoulders like that if she knew what he looked like underneath that mask? No, I, I think that she's playing him anyway. <laughs> it's all <laughs> of that, right? And she's doing now again. Here's where you have the problem sometimes when you have a character like a Darth Vader or the Emperor or even now Ochi and Kira, like. Everybody's always going to claim they have plans within plans within plans. At one point, Ochi will be revealed to be Crimson Dawn. They'll think Darth Vader was going to, and Darth Vader will just say, I knew all along. You know, this is going to happen. He'll say, I knew all along. I was just using you because we're going to see the plans. Then Kira will say, I I used Ochi. Ochi will say, I knew that all along. I was just trying to get in to help Vader. And then the Emperor is just always saying his crap doesn't stink. So, when you have all this, that's what gets on my nerves a bit when you have characters like a Darth, Darth Vader is so overpowered, knows everything and does everything. The idea that he was shocked has to be a dupe anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Also, how do you know that Darth Vader's like, what are you looking deep into his, you know, mechanical chest plate? I mean, you can't really see stuff. He just went, well, you know, but at the end, it does what it has to do. To get out of this sets up the Crimson Dawn Everything has to be personal for everybody In each book so you have Ochi As our guy but even I sent Like oh Ochi and he said he's a Bastard for doing this but Again it'll twist and turn By the end and see what's going on I just want to see you know what happens With this Crimson Dawn stuff How long we go and then we end up having that Big event it seems next summer So we'll see how that goes but hopefully This continues to be one of the Books that we love because this was mm-hmm. one, if not our favorite. And it's weird with this whole War of the Bounty Hunters, you kind of lose track of that because we've been stuck in the story where we were like, oh, my God, we we really like Darth Vader than Star Wars. Bounty Hunters, a little Afro. Like they all kind of end up in this big event. They all blend together. So I'm glad to get back to the regular books, see, you know, which ones are strong and, and whatnot. But yeah. Overall, I think the art's good in this. You get where you have to get. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to give it a seven. Um, but, you know, it's timing, too. It comes out after we already know everything that happened. The Crimson Dawn stuff isn't a surprise. So uh, what would you give it? I'm going to go with eight, only because the art, I'm, I'm thinking about the Like, you look at some of this Darth Vader stuff that's got he's got going on here. It's incredible. Yeah, it is pretty good. So there you go. He's We're gonna, choking out slime. Yeah, oh, and, yeah, that's cool. And does anybody like slime more? I don't think so. No. Like, choke her out there. Uh, we'll go to the next book. And this was supposed to end everything. It didn't. It's weird. War of the Bounty Hunters, IG-88. Born to kill, right? And and kill to be born, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's written by Ra- Rani- Rodney Barnes. I hate that that font makes it look like Rooney Barnes. Rodney Barnes. Giua Villanova on art, Antonio Fabella on colors, and BC's Arnie on a mayor on letters and production. And it says, IG88 is ruthless assassin, droid with an unparalleled reputation for mayhem, violence, and efficiency. The droid recently met its match at the hands of Darth Vader. Our IG88's destructive days finally done. They are not. And <laughs> this is a weird issue. It really, it's like half oh, of it's so just recapping all of the War of the Bounty Hunters. Yeah. Then you recap IG88 stuff. And really not much going on in the actual of the now story, except for the fact that you have to have IG-88 continue on. And, yeah, it's it's okay. 
I didn't hate it. It just as I was reading it, I, I kind of like the art style a bit. It's kind yeah. of a grittier art style. And then I'm thinking, are we playing off like a Western? But not really. Are we playing off like a uh, a samurai, a ronin without a master because he doesn't have a bang? Kind of, but not really. I mean, what do you get out of this, really? Except that IG-88, he's a thinking. He's back. He's a machine. He's very strategic, but he can't. He, he says that he can't really make any calculations on the force. Because it's this magical, mystical thing. So that's almost like his weakness. But his weakness really is, you know, things that aren't going as planned or technical. But he's back. That's it. I mean, really, you could just review this as, hey, everybody, IG-88's back. And by the way, the War of the Bounty Hunter is pretty cool, huh? Because you see, you know, this recap. He even says he's like. I like the idea that IG-88 in this says, I wonder why I'm programmed to have flashbacks. I don't like it. I'm like, all right. <laughs> but he gets he gets repaired. And we get the connection. Now, with that, I guess the connection of Deva Lompop, the bird mohawk lady who now seems to have grown more feathers on her head. Yeah, have she doesn't a, have the mohawk Yeah, anymore, it's yeah. more of a full-out hair style. <laughs> um, I... I guess it makes sense with her in the she has commissioned this guy, you know, half man, half machine himself, RB919, to repair IG-88. And he's known as one of the best engineers who can do this. I don't know why with that she would want to kill him because this could come up again. Why not get him and employ him to be your person? He's useful. She doesn't want to pay him. I mean, it's one of those maybe she didn't have to offer him so much money. He still would have done it, then you could just go with that. But you end up, it almost seems like a setup of IG-88, even though you said it's like him really reading the fine print and taking his own little actions. But she doesn't seem upset. The thing I have to ask you, though, did did we have any connect? Like, if you read just these Bounty Hunter books, what's going on here? There wasn't anything at the end of this to be like, oh, my God, she has all these plans. Oh, my God, she... No, just ended it was up being just something random. to tie it together, but yeah. it didn't really mean anything. She's no, got a cool meant, look. It other did, than really that. didn't mean anything. I no. thought that by the end, we were going to be, oh, my God, we didn't even realize that this was going on. And either she's going to be for or against the Crimson Dawn. Maybe we'll see that these bounty hunters might even join together because she, no, it just ends up that she's they should randomly have used it as a vehicle to. To get her to have her own book or, or be a major player in another book. or And I guess maybe she'll sh- show up in the Bounty Hunters book. But it didn't work out that right? way. No, it just kind of was random. Now, I'll also say, and if somebody you know might be like, oh, that is what it is. But this RB919, I said when I first saw him, I'm I like, you're that right. looks like Woody Harrelson. I think you're on to something. Right? Exactly like it him. looks yeah. like it would be Woody Harrelson's. That they saved his body from Solo, and that's why he's this mechanical monstrosity now. And I'm wondering if that's ever going to be addressed or if this is something, because that art is Woody Harrelson through and 100%. through, right? Yeah, the faces that he's making. And I even thought that this RB part was going to be like his initials, but it's not. It, it, so maybe it's just some crazy. And since when does a half-man, half-droid have a droid name? That's weird, too. Right? The idea of, you know, where did he come from, whatever. And that would tie in great with the whole Kira he's stuff. He's got the same whatever, haircut. Right? I mean, seriously. Yeah. But now he's dead. That <laughs> <laughs> would be cool for him to go off and actually be something with this. But, again, uh, yeah. is he dead? I don't know. He, Probably he's not. half man, half machine. Um, 
But he ends up bringing back IG-88, IG-88. Oh, my God, he's so good. He's such a great killer. IG-88 wakes up. Were you the one who fixed me? I'm going <laughs> to test the repairs. Boom, you're dead. <laughs> That's it. And he kills him. And I'm like, oh, man, I thought it was Woody Harrelson. And then IG-88 commandeers a ship, which I'll tell you, it looks ridiculous, awesome this ship, but shit, I love it. I love it. You know why I love it? Because that is something, and this is just crazy stuff. When Star Wars first came out, you know, I, I loved it. It's one of the biggest things that changed my life. It really did. And uh, that seems, you know, very dramatic. But in the deal, when I used to first play, hey, I'm going to play Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. I, my, my family didn't have a lot of money. Right? So I got a couple figures, whatever. But I would have to use different things to play. Like, oh, I'm a, and I had this crazy, and it's crazy, but it dates it to the, an Instamatic camera. And I used yep. to pretend that was a ship. And like, ooh, flying around and stupid stuff like that. That's what this reminds me of. It reminds it exactly me of something like you'd have laying around in the house. And you're like, <laughs> oh, this is a spaceship. So I really like this. I'm like, oh, my God, that's so awesome. It's not symmetrical at all. It's like, did you see when it landed? It just put a little kickstand out so that it could land? Yeah, it's got like <laughs> the kickstand. It's, uh, it's, it's like something that you would have to build in space and never have yeah, it Yeah, never have to land. It's always – I loved it. I, it yeah. really – Made me think of that whole deal as a kid. No, you're right. Using just random things. And it's funny, too. And this is something that most people will not even get. But my father, he actually was a typewriter repairman back in the day. Then became a computer guy, but for IBM. And when I think about it, I'm like, why didn't we have a lot of money? (laughs) You had a decent job. I don't know. Maybe he was involved in gambling. I I didn't know. But he ended up where he would fix these IBM (laughs) typewriters. And at one point, IBM made a big thing with the typewriter. Instead of just keys, you know, going up, you'd have a ball that was there. It was like the selection, I think it was. So it would spin to what it was. This was a big innovation. The greatest thing, though, is those balls look like Death Stars. They also Mm -hmm. look like the training droids for Luke and also then Mm -hmm. look like almost like a, um, a probe droid as well. Like just this round ball with a lot of, Dents and stuff, and they had letters, but you can. I used to play with those a lot too, or I would pretend that I'm like Han Solo and these were like flash grenades and I'd roll them down the hall. And then my brother just had them laying around. Yeah, oh, we would have at least 80 of those random, they would all just be laying around. And my dad had a big like case that he had stuff in. And when he got done with stuff, or it was something like, ah, this is broken, whatever, he would just put it in this one room and we were allowed to do whatever so i had all these things and weird stuff that i almost pretend it's a uh like a control panel and oh it's awesome but this really really got me also i would say to my brother my brother would be a stormtrooper all the time if i was going to force him to do this with me and i'd be like <laughs> han i'd always like punch him out <laughs> oh it was such fun uh it's great being an older brother too but yeah this uh this thing just, I was like, that's my score went up when I saw this ship. Like, I'm with so, you. I think it's cool. So cool. And IG-88 so is cool. And nothing is funnier than seeing IG-88 sitting in the, the seat of a, of a spaceship. I'm like, look at him. Robots don't drink Sunny D, I heard at one point. But you end up where, you know, they're going and he's trying to, you know, get to where he wants to go, whatever he gets. There's a lot of just filler he gets attacked by pirates and this is all that just it's ig8 contemplating his role in the universe 
what he means, what what's going on, and it's okay. Um, where he's then gonna say like, oh, I I end up I'm gonna have to try to get, you know, this bounty, Boba Fett. He's a jerk. I was trying to do this before, but that would give him a sense of worth to go and get that bounty. Go get Boba Fett. I'm telling you, I'm looking at the ship trying to land. So ridiculous, but they and I I'll <laughs> also say. There's like the reports in both of these books like, ooh, there's Boba Fett ship. And I'm telling you, I'd rather have them just call it that. If they're not going to use the slave one anymore because of, you know, reasons, just call it yep. Boba Fett ship because that's what I think most people would say anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's going to get Boba Fett. Boba Fett's the baddest of the bad. He's going to go do this. I thought Boba Fett at one point really looked like he left the ship and left the door open. Uh, because he just flies off. Where was he flying off? To? I don't know. Just, he's leaving Han Solo. Just yeah, chilling, just at like this all point, the, all he the says, he it's weird. Did. He's like, I, I, I guess he thinks that maybe he's got to check out Jabba's palace to see that there's not anybody hanging out to get him at the last second. It's like the uh, goal line stance of, of you know, maybe Gengar. I don't know. Did he get off that crazy ice, <laughs> ice yeah, thing? I mean, that's the one thing. I hope that we do find out that at least Dengar got his lady love from Jabba's palace. But you end up all of this going on. IG-88 goes and gets in. He's gotten codes from, you know, the whole, uh, what's her name? Lompop. I always forget her name. And this whole deal of getting this bounty. And it's right. He goes in and it's a fight with this. And Boba Fett wins. I mean, he has to. We, We know this. Yeah. So. It's okay, though. I, I I, wonder why Boba Fett doesn't seem like a guy. I guess it's desperate times where he, you know, kind of destroys a bit of a ship that he just installed to get IG-88, who then freezes. And then you end up having him put him out in Tatooine to thaw out later. And, hey, smell you later, IG-88. And he's left again to just sit there frozen to contemplate things. Then he goes I off. thought he should have. So Boba should have shot his ship up or something, yeah. so he couldn't. He, he seems to not, and he, even IG-88's confused. Why did he le- let me live? I guess it's an honor thing. Who knows? But then IG-88 goes then to this trash heap planet to look out into the stars and wonder what he's going to do next. <laughs> it just says the end. It's it's kind of, it's it's okay. It's a weird issue. It doesn't really quite fit in it's just ig88 was decapitated by darth vader we got to get back to having ig88 for the bounty hunters book obviously so we'll go with that so by the end i'm like it's "Eh." it's it's all just it's told in a different way with all these narration boxes and artwork very little dialogue yeah yeah because it's you know the inner inner thoughts of a robot ig88 and i'm i gotta say man i I, i'm burned out on a uh, Boba Fett. Yeah, so I, I think I am goes as away well. for a little while. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And uh, I even talked to, I think it was Stork this week, and he was talking about, you know, Mandalorian season two, Boba mm-hmm. Fett. He even said, not being, he's more of a Star Trek fan, you know, because he's crazy. And he ended up, he's <laughs> like, Mandalorian that season, it was enough for him. You know, you end with, you know, um, spoiler alert, Luke, all that stuff with that. Um, that, yeah, I think I'm done. Right now as well with Boba Fett and even the Mandalorian stuff. I kind of just want to get back to actually I want to get back to Luke Leia. I wish that there was a possibility, but there isn't. We don't get any Han here, which is it's it sucks because I love Han. The only way you're going to get him is flashbacks. Um, But yeah, I kind of 
just want to get back to some, you know, adventure stuff and have things a little bit mm-hmm. more expanded with each book doing their own story. I, I'm I'm pretty much done, Boba Fett, but pretty much done with this War of the Bounty Hunters. I just want to get back to the individual books and an actual, you know, ongoing story in each. So we'll see with that. But this again, I'm, I think I'm going to go seven again with this. It's not horrible. It's not great. It's yeah. nothing you have to read. If you're not collecting everything, you want to know if this is it's it's not integral to anything. We will give you what you need to know. IG88 is is back. There you go. And in a way, it says it. He's better than ever. He has been repaired to the point where he's actually working better than ever, uh, except when he goes against Boba Fett. But yeah, by the end, and I think yeah, that's I mean, supposed uh... to push Boba Fett. Being the best of the best, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll go with the seven too. I think if you told me that that was really Woody Harrelson, then this issue's all of a sudden an eight. And or I'm nine, telling you, know? without that ship that I got all smiles about, this would have been a six yeah. because it really is not necessary at all. Is, is there people out there like, is there really like that many full out IG88 fans? I'm not saying that they like, I'm saying that their biggest thing is IG88. That you can't get enough of no. IG. I mean, it, 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 probably your... most people learned about the IG stuff from The Mandalorian now. season one when when he was, when he had that crazy uh, New, New Zealand accent now. was running around. Yeah, I, I outside did, of that, I, I mean, didn't like the really action figure of IG eighty eight. I actually had the. Yeah. it broke. It was like the skinny. It was not well made. I didn't think it ended up breaking, <laughs> but. And then you could just say, "Ooh, that robot broke," but then he'd get repaired by Woody Harrelson. So, yeah, there you go. I like when he spins around and shoots. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool cool. look. The Mandalorian bit was awesome when he's just Mm -hmm. going through and his head swiveling and the guns and everything. But to say, who's your favorite Star Wars character? I've never had anybody (laughs) even close to favorite Star Wars characters, IG-88. You start to say favorite bounty hunter, and then maybe you'll get it. But I still don't think that's the case. Again, though, he's going against Dengar. There's so many better ones. I mean, most of the people would say Boba Fett. But like you said, maybe a little oversaturation of Boba Fett. He, yeah, well, the TV show's coming out, yeah. too. So, well, that's what uh, I'm saying. Stork said he's not even going to get involved. But it's him. an older version. It's a little different. Now, if, if they I ended think. up having, you know, I don't know, a, you know, a checkoff or a, uh, you know, Scotty show he'd be in. Right. <laughs> I, I'm, I was trying to think. <laughs> I, or actually, I should have said data. <laughs> I was trying to think of any sort of... I know nothing about that. Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, yeah, Whoopi Goldberg. They're serving up drinks. You can have that, right? Uh, I didn't yes. like the look of that Star Trek Next Generation. Yeah. I don't know. Something about it. it People just, loved it. Oh, <sighs> crap. They were so against it, and then they loved it so much. But, I know. Uh, yeah. I like Sean Luke, though. He's cool. I like him. Yeah. John Luke is awesome. Yeah, he's, he's in, awesome. In, in American Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is awesome <laughs> in that, too. Oh, yes. Avery. But we'll... End with that. Everybody, thanks for listening. And we have one more week. Next week, seemingly, is the Bounty Hunters book and Star Wars. Both of them were delayed, so we'll get those next week to end. So it didn't end in the spookiest month of October. We will continue on. And like I said, if we seem down on this, I think I'm more burned out by this point of this War of the Bounty Hunters that didn't really end up doing much more than introducing the Crimson Dawn into the comics. So we'll go off now. Let's get to it. If you're going to do the Crimson Dawn, let's do the Crimson Dawn, which is starting up as well. So we'll be doing Mm -hmm. all of that. Hopefully somebody will say that is Woody Harrelson and then I'll be excited. And if somebody did say, oh, no, no, that is that it's, you know, maybe it's more obvious than we thought, whatever. Then consider my score now a seven five if it is Woody (laughs) Harrelson. But if not, still a seven. 
But yeah, thanks everybody. Go to our Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, where we have a bunch of Marvel and just comic book shows and everything with that. Me and my man Matt here are going through Secret Wars while also going through the Crisis on Infinite Earths in our Crisis podcast. So that's one thing that Marvel people might like. And also, November is an annuals month, which means there's five weeks of comics, and the fifth week will be only on the Patreon, just as a little heads up for that Mm -hmm. later down the line. But thanks, everybody, and we'll talk to you later. Later.